Welcome to Highball Politics, what America's bartenders are hearing. I'm David Kochel. And I'm Rob Stutzman. Each week, David and I are interviewing a bartender in a different U.S. city and state to find out what people there really care about when it comes to politics and culture. Why bartenders? Because bartenders have the pulse of their patrons and therefore the pulse of America, real America. In every episode, we will feature some incredible cocktail recipes, which you can find in the show notes. If you're a bartender or if you'd like to nominate your favorite bartender to be on our podcast, please email us at highballpolitics at gmail.com. Today, we're talking with David Valdez, who's a bartender at Level 8 in downtown Los Angeles and the Sparrow Room in the heart of Hollywood, California. But before we chat with David, let's get a bit of context on what's been going on in the news and why California is important or maybe not so important right now what's going on in the presidential campaign. Yeah, so Cotchell, this is our third trip back to Southern California, or actually fourth, if you count our, our Long Beach Cop Bar that was one of our early episodes. Yeah. So one of the things I like about this is, you know, people think of California in a certain way. There's a poll out this, actually it was out today, that says half of Americans would never want to live in California and that they think California is in decline. You know, a lot of that may be true or may be debatable, but Southern California remains an amazingly interesting and diverse part of the state, and it's just not all L.A. These two venues we're going to talk about today are quintessential heart of L.A. entertainment. It's where tourists go. It's where conventioneers go. Both these venues that Dave is going to talk about really highlight the height, intense entertainment factor that really you do only kind of get in L.A., New York, or Las Vegas. Chicago, maybe. Looking forward to it. We're pleased today to welcome David Valdez of Level 8 in the Spare Room in Los Angeles, California. David, thanks for joining Highball Politics. Thank you guys very, very much for having me. So these look like two incredible places that you brought to us here. Level 8 looks almost like an adult Disneyland. You could spend two weeks in there and not run into the same cocktail twice. It's huge. And then the Spare Room in the Roosevelt Hotel. Rob can tell us a little bit more about his history with the Roosevelt. But tell us a little bit first about the Spare Room, which is in the Roosevelt Hotel. Just give us a little flavor what that's about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm a part of the rehire team. Uh, they obviously closed down for the year because of COVID. So I was part of that new hire. New, and they've gotten like awards after awards at the cocktail bar, at the bar team before that. So once they reopened, I, I applied because I wanted to be a part of that culture and be a part of my resume. And yeah, and then it's in Hollywood. It's in the heart of Hollywood. So to get, you get everything you get. Your first-time drinkers to your out-of-towners who come to visit, you know, anywhere in Los Angeles. And you don't get too many locals because it is Hollywood and people don't stay there too often. I mean, it's, it's always busy. You know, we're uh, music-driven and driven by the bowling alley, so we get people come in all the time for anything. I mean, it's, like you said, the heart of Hollywood. So probably some yeah. tourists, but do you get, I mean, I recall, David alludes to my history at the Roosevelt Hotel. Yeah. May, <laughs> may or may not have been one night long, long time ago at the the old nightclub called the Teddy Room. You can either confirm or deny anything took place that night. But I remember it being, there's also a little scene and be seen. Is that still true a little bit, maybe at the? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the Teddy used to be, Teddy used to be the rocking place right there. It used to be a... Uh... <laughs> Literally, the, like the the down and dirty was what they used to be at the end, at the end of its time because it was uh, just becoming chaotic. You know, it was just starting to get to the, to do what new Hollywood is, and where which kind of really just it's kind of ugly now. But that's Hollywood for you right now. So on level eight, just so the, the scene set here a little bit because we're we're yeah. we're like the two of the 
focal points of Los Angeles, right? We're at Heart of Hollywood with the spare room. Then level eight's down on Figueroa, right there at the convention center, right there at Crypto.com Arena, where, the, of course, the Lakers play, the Clippers play, the Kings play, Kodak Theater and all that. So you're in the middle of all of it there. Give us a sense of what that's all about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like your, your president, it's, just, uh, it's like an adult Disneyland. You just kind of, you come in, You it's no uh, reservation needed for anything. You kind of just, you want to go have dinner at one of these restaurants, go right ahead. You want to go to a speakeasy and watch some live burlesque or maybe some live music or a DJ, go to Mr. Wonderlust. You want to wait till 10 o'clock and go to the club and it's a club for everybody. There's no cover charge. You want to go to the pool and have some tiki cocktails. We have tiki cocktails. You want to go to hang out at the elevated taco truck, go right to hang out and get micheladas there. It literally... <laughs> It's everything on one floor, and it, this concept has never worked before. They tried it once in Vegas; it did not work. It was just it did crumbled fast. And then they tried it in Dubai, and Dubai worked somewhat kind of well because they did exactly what we did. You got to get elevated chefs and kind of people to have, run these things on how to get this thing up the up the door. If you just have like these concepts, kind of just like a like a dumb Alice in Wonderland, but this one's really not because we do have some really big name chefs <laughs> that are there, and the menus are all different, so nothing's similar in, in any way in any venue. So you can get like you can go to South America. You can go to get some French place. You can go to get shabu shabu and enjoy some elevated sushi. Like it's, just, it's crazy. When I so when I heard about this concept, I didn't I didn't believe it was true. I was like, there's no way it's gonna happen. All under one roof and all on one floor. All on one floor. What, what kind of square footage are we talking about here? That's a good question. I couldn't tell you that one, but like I said, it's humongous. I'm telling you, it's it's definitely a whole hotel floor. I would say, but it's it's humongous, man. It's it's. It's definitely everything. Like I said, everything's all on one one thing. They kind of have arrows for you to kind of direct you around to get lost in certain ways. You go up to level eight and you get shot out of like, where do you want? To, where do I want to go? And that's kind of how they we like it. You know, do you come? Typically, all the restaurants are open up early, and if you want to, you know, make a later reservation, like, hey, I want to put my name on a list and go right ahead, and then go get some tiki cocktails at the pool because the pool is beautiful. It's, it's a gorgeous view. Then you can go to the Mister Wonderlust, which is like our speakeasy, which you. Got to go to, to find two of the other restaurants. You have to go to there. So you have to go find through there to get to these other uh, these other restaurants that are there. And it's also downtown LA. It's chaotic and it's it's busy. It's right at the corner, like you're saying. It's Kings games, Laker games, Clipper games, concerts. It don't matter. He's, Wednesday night could be the most busiest night of the week. Sunday night could be crazy, mm -hmm. and you think it would you think it would not, but it's 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 just because it's downtown LA. It's right there in the corner. They the convention like a couple weeks ago. We had the anime convention oh geez uh, oh my god oh, no. that, that, and it's we're just across the street we we it was insane it was it was yeah people walking around with like these like goblin looking like you know costumes like this guy sitting at the bar with like these red eyes and i was like i don't even know how to take your order my guy i was just like i, I can't tell if you're drunk or if you're like i'm like i don't know what's gonna be like no he's in my contacts like this is just weird but anyway but it's, that's what it is it's just like you know it's you don't know what day of the week you're going to get. Well, we always kick off with a signature cocktail. I got to think this is going to be pretty up to stuff here to be uh, featured at a place like what you're describing. What do you got? For yeah, like, yeah, like I said, so every, every venue has offered something different. Uh, but I currently run three of the bar programs that are there. And one that I like to like highlight right now is it's, it's K Barbaro. It's our chef, uh, Ray Garcia's restaurant. It's, uh, it's a South American restaurant inspired. So this the food is phenomenal. We utilize the wood fire grill right there. So I try to like my menu that I put here was like a lot of South American inspired ideas. So it's like a pisco sour, like it's a famous Peruvian mm -hmm. cocktail. Yeah. I made a it's called a matcha pichu. <laughs> it's a pisco sour variation with a house made uh, matcha syrup, utilizing uh, gin and then a sacred valley pisco. 
lemon lime and then like little and little egg white and then they fluff it up with some dehydrated flowers. It's just simple, it's sexy, it's it's still boozy as hell. That's the purpose of a sour. So like there you go. Pisco sour. So yeah. So we utilize that. And it's bright green, like like the Hulk green. So if when when it when people are walking on the surface walking through it on a tray, it stands out like a sore thumb. So like everyone's like, what is this green drink that everyone's drinking? And selling it just it, it pops. So but yeah, that that's what I would say for now. That sounds outstanding. I love the egg white. That sounds great. I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to try that one because I don't know how to do the matcha. Where do we go to get a matcha? Uh, it's like the matcha powder. Then we turn it into like a simple syrup, and then we blend it, strain it, and then we blend. Well, we blanch it first to make it green as hell, as green as possible. That's how we do it. And it just because, like I said, it just stands out and it just goes well with the food. Like if you're having a nice like picanha steak, which is our American top sirloin, and it, which is a nice lean cut. And you want like nice, big and boozy, but you don't want to drink whiskey with your stick. You want to have something different and odd. They still want to get that like big, lot of alcohol flavor taste. Maja peach is the way to go. I like it. So fill us in. I mean, this is like, a, I mean, it's like an amusement park. It sounds like. Yes. It it's zero. So, so what, I mean, what we want to do is try to get a sense of the vibe, is, uh, what people yeah. are doing or talking about. So these are like bars where people coming and hanging after work or talking about you know, meeting their buddies or anything. You're getting the out-of-towners, you're getting convention crowds downtown, you're getting tourists up in Hollywood. Kind of break down for us what the patrons are typically like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for yeah, for downtown, it's like anything. If it's a sports night or like a Laker game, you're getting a lot of LA natives, you're getting a lot of uh, locals that, you know, you know, they want to try something new instead of going to the yard house or something they want to come check out. And they get all dressed up. Leave me there. Everyone, everyone gets dressed up for this thing, so it's not like it's you know, you're not seeing people in shorts walking around. These are these are people are dressed up. People are looking good. They would money for one thing. They they all have money to get up in here because it's not it's not a cheap venue. The our cocktails start off as like, as low as like twenty two dollars a drink. So it's not like wow. it's, it's not it's not a cheap it's not a cheap check. I'll tell you that we we do have average high checks there. Depending on uh like tomorrow tomorrow obviously for Valentine's Day we have like for each venue it's almost like six hundred persons and these like, these venues are good size but they're not like extremely huge. They're good enough for to fill up and they do fill up, but they are not like a full full restaurant you're not gonna get like a big old you're thinking like a big applebee's with like four different rooms it's just like one room one big setting and like a big team just getting after like that's it and it's quick it's quick service so ideal clients i mean we get everybody i get people from that work all the law for law firms in downtown la to obviously your locals who just like live in different condominiums down there your out-of-towners who are coming just to stay at the marriott hotel because i mean it's the marriott and it's right across the street and you you don't have to drive anywhere if you're parked right there. I get a lot of like just uh, traditional drinkers, people who just like, hey, this is new. This is where I want to meet up with girls or meet up with my friends. And believe me, you could literally do any of that. You can come to Pop Bottles there if you want to on a Wednesday afternoon. Or if you want to have a nice high-end $200 steak on a Thursday at 9 o'clock, go right ahead. If you want to have Shabu Shabu at 6 p.m., enjoy your hot pot, my guy. Like that, There's literally anything you could think of in one spot. It's, it, it's it, insane. It, yeah, it's insane. It sounds like an extremely high-end casino with no gambling. That's what it sounds yeah. like to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like encore or something like that. So, David, we've been talking to bartenders all over the country. We focused a lot on the presidential campaign because this is called highball politics. So we're going to get into a little yeah. bit of this. You know, we've been in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada, and at a bunch of other states that kind of matter politically. Obviously, California hadn't been a factor in the in the presidential campaign at all, yeah. although obviously you're going to have a vote there. Are your venues places where patrons are just not paying attention yet? We've been a lot of places where people are hardcore into politics right now. You had yeah. the Iowa caucuses, the New Hampshire primary. Do people even know what's going on out there right now, or is this just an escape for them? 
I, it's an escape. I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I honestly don't hear any politic talks at the bar and I've seen all literally every kind of people, people you could think of right there in the corner of downtown. And you just don't get very much politic talk right now at all. And yeah. And like, obviously I've been following a lot of these things, but no, it's not something that just pops up at the bar. It's not, it's not one of those kind of people yeah. like they're, they're there for the the experience and they, they get in and get out. They don't really, you know, I don't really have, I don't I'll tell you this, the new ones, I don't have very many uh, repeat customers right now. Everyone's always a first timer. So you don't really get that far in depth to get to talk politics or anything that like, it's usually just what the night's about. People want to know what this is about. They like, just like you guys, just as confused as what the venues are. They're like, how does this work? How do I do this? How do you like, Hey, that's pretty much what a lot of our conversation is. And it's just about making sure they're having a good time and enjoy the experience. Cause that's just kind of where they're at. It's, yeah, because you know people have like they have high expectations, and they we try to like we try to keep it up there, but like also there people are just confused. <laughs> people are just like, how can I how can I go to the club? Like, how do, do I have to wait do I have to wait a line? Do I have to get a do I have to pay money? Does my friend have to be up? I'm like, just go get a wristband and go walk around. It's it's, it's simple. You're already up here. You're already 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 up here. Don't 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 stress out on yourself. You're already up here. Have a good time. Go. But you better have your money because that's all we're gonna, that's all we care about. <laughs> you mentioned earlier about being on a rehire post COVID, right? I think there was that. Yeah. At, at Spare Room. So this has been a theme post-COVID, these venues has been a theme we've explored as well because, you know, we get some crossover into politics on that. But as someone yeah. who was in the industry through COVID, now after COVID, in California where some of the strictest lockdowns and, you know, rules on businesses existed, do you sense that this is finally just in the rearview mirror and people have moved on or do you still see some remnants of the pandemic and the way people are coming out. Oh, no, no, we're done. <laughs> we don't look at it anymore. We, those restrictions should have been lifted a long time ago for us. A lot of good places closed. A lot of good chefs, you know, left the state. A lot of good cooks, you know, who tried to go do different routes and careers. Lots of, a lot of bartenders. A lot of bar, like, I, I cut hair as well. I'm a barber now as well. So, like, I just, because, you know, when the bars were closed, he was like, what else are you going to do? You know, it was just, it just was, uh, it was really harsh. It was, just, uh, it was just, it was just long. And it, we couldn't wait for it to go away. And to be honest, I haven't looked back. We don't do any more uh, vaccine checks. We don't give a shit about you if you wear a mask. I don't give like just cut, just come and have a good time. Like it's gone. Yeah. I think it's I don't, I don't I don't see it anymore. And then at that time, was there frustration? I mean, that's where you know politicians are responsible for these these things, right? Tell yeah. us about what the attitude was towards oh, the towards politicians at that time. And then you say it's all kind of past. Any frustration yeah. there may have been with the governor or local poli- those frustrations you think still exist, particularly with those of you in the industry. Uh, as an industry worker, not so much, uh, I guess in the, when, when, when we, when we were in it, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I knew seminary, but I could not stand it for a while. I was like, you know what? This is yes. And every city would have different restrictions from like orange County to obviously LA. And it was like, some cities are freely to do whatever they want. Like what the fuck? We're only, we're only a freeway away from separating you guys. Like, why can't we be like them? And it's just it was that, that in the beginning, it was very frustrating, especially with all the limited amount of seating. You know, having to seat people farther from each other, put plastic. Right. So it was just, you know, gloves between every single thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm making a drink. I'm making it old fashioned. Why do I got to wear gloves? Like, though this whiskey right. is not going to contaminate anybody. It's already, it's already, it's already overproof. Like, what are you? It's like, it's going to, I don't know. Like, it was just, it was a rough time. And like I said, I just, I don't look back at it. I'm not trying to see, no, see your work for a place that will bring back those restrictions ever again. Cause nah, it's, it's, you, it was, it was just, it was not an easy time to, to be in hospitality. Y'all already paid the price. You don't need any politicians to pay the price now. You just want it in the rear view completely. Absolutely. I don't even want to hear that talk about it. Like, I'm good. We, we so, see what you said for a little bit, yeah. David, there was an interesting uh, column today written by a 
a guy that uh, Rob and I know, Jonathan Martin, he's a Politico, he used to be at the New York Times. And basically he said that um, people don't believe that there's going to be a Trump-Biden rematch, that they think for somehow something is going to happen and abracadabra, it's going to be different candidates. Like, you're not hearing a lot about politics in your bar. Does anything ever come up, Trump or Biden, at all? Is there any kind of disbelief? Because this is a state that hasn't been, yeah. you know, like it, like in Iowa, you you had all these candidates around the Santos, Nikki Haley, you know, all these people coming through. You had Biden yeah. just running South Carolina, all this going on, and people are really paying attention. Have we not dealt with the fact that this is going to be a rematch between Trump and Biden? I mean, I personally think it is going to be one, but from what I hear from all those other patrons and the people that are in California just talking about, they don't, they're not talking about it right now. They're just really just not. that Whether they're oblivious or just kind of just they're just not there yet they're mm-hmm. just it's just not it hasn't caught up to us like i just like i said we've we've been around all these other things but nothing nothing stands out to where people are like like hey we're, we're ready for this one or like we're ready for that one or it's cut it's it's coming again it's like no one no one's no one's, no one's saying anything maybe they're covering their ears and doing the la 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 where they just don't want I, to talk about it california i think we'd like a good show we usually do but i we're getting nothing none of it right now we just like i said we have so much other going on out here. We had the Grammys last weekend. We have some of our sport teams that are going off. You know, we kind of just don't give a shit. <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> no, I think that's very LA, right? There's uh, just so much yeah, else. I think so, yeah. You know, California politicians rarely are well known or popular because there's just so many oh, other yeah. things going on. I mean, the Absolutely. vice president's a native daughter of California and she's really not all that popular in California. I couldn't even tell you how she won, but yeah, I know. <laughs> so, are you a Dodger fan? I am. I am. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. We're well. We're on good footing there. Cottrell's a Cubs fan, but I'm a native California. I'm a Dodger <laughs> fan. So the Dodgers have an interesting twist in politics this year, mm-hmm. which is that former LA Dodger Steve Garvey. I'd say former LA Dodger great Steve Garvey. Yeah. Although yeah, you got to be about my age to remember of seeing him play. <laughs> You know, it is running for the U.S. Senate as a Republican in the race. Yep. The U.S. Senate is cooking right now because it's a March primary. The ballots are out. Everything's vote by mail in California. Not necessarily from the patrons, but just at all, do you get any sense, even in your industry, of, of the Senate race? And also, does anyone remember Steve Garvey that you know? <laughs> Aside from my dad, yeah. Oh, there you uh, go. And like all, all my diehard friends, yes, they obviously know that. And I, I still have obviously some of my Republican friends are like, you know, we're voting for him. I'm like, yeah, so why, obviously, why not? I mean, they're just, I don't want them to put that gauntlet there at Union Station, but sure. But other than that, like, yeah, he has my vote. And, uh, you know, mainly because he's a daughter to me. Okay. So there is some awareness of Garvey. There's awareness. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you could fix our Dodgers, why can't we fix anything else? <laughs> well, yeah, Dodgers have a lot of expectations at the moment after the checkbooks yes. being opened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. All right, so we covered Garvey. Rob, should we get to our specialty cocktails yet, or do you got a few? Yeah, you know, it kind of sets discuss? it up. Yeah, so that you know, the, just for everyone's aware. So the rest of the Senate race. Well, what's interesting right now is uh, there's three members of Congress on the Democrat side running. Adam Trump. Schiff, who's there from guy the Pasadena Burbank area, been elected there for a long time, state legislature before that. Then in Orange County is Katie Porter, member of Congress, progressive member of Congress in Orange County. It's always kind of been her trademark. And then Barbara yeah. Lee, who's a congresswoman from Oakland and has been in the House for decades. That's Garvey's competition. So the interesting thing that's happened is that Schiff has begun attacking Garvey, calling him a conservative yeah. Republican. Oh. 
yeah. which is helping Garvey get all the Republicans consolidated and probably yeah. means he'll make the runoff against Schiff effectively Absolutely. ending ending the race. But an interesting dynamic. So since it looks like we may have a Schiff-Garvey runoff for U.S. Senate, we've asked you to come to us with cocktails named after each candidate. So <laughs> for a Steve Garvey, uh, for a lovely Steve Garvey, and you know, because I'm going to make this tiki because you know why? Blue. I'm gonna keep it blue. Yeah, I gotta keep it blue, even though he's <laughs> even though he's red, but he's blue and he's blue on the outside. I gotta That's blue. I'm gonna bring him. A, I'm gonna bring him a nice blue Hawaiian and bring that back to California. So that's gonna be a mixture of. I'm gonna give us everything. I'm gonna do like Haku vodka. I'm gonna do Roku gin. I'm gonna beat this dark. I'm gonna do uh Cointreau. I'm gonna add blue carousel, probably infused with like musk melon, topped off with starry because we don't use Sprite anymore in California. Don't ask why. But yeah, then I'm going to make that tiki fun and then put a garbage with like a Dodger blue little baby baseball. Love it. Love the it. Garvey. Bleeding blue. The Garvey. The, the Garvey he's running blue. red. He's, he's <laughs> well, putting a red straw in it, but he's bleed blue there on the go. outside. There you I'm go. A red straw. Yeah, absolutely. And that, puppy, and that puppy will sell. <laughs> that will sell. All right. How about the Adam Schiff? Famous from all the Mueller hearings yeah, and, and all that. He's, uh, he's well known around the country. What are we going to do for him? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give him uh, us Eastsiders, I guess. We're, he's real, still got to be real quiet. A really rich port and probably a little bit of vermouth. So maybe like a Negroni-style variation with him. There you Something go. that's going to be long and bitter, but also kind of rich. But nobody's going to drink it because it's from Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to get some. You're going to get a nice uh, Rittenhouse rye for me. Let's do a... Uh, Madeira port as my vermouth substitution, nice. uh, and then I'll add a, uh, I'll add Aperol because Campari makes them bitter and nobody's gonna pay attention. But Aperol make it easy to go down, but not pay attention as well. So it's fine. Apple do Aperol. That's perfect for the campaign. He's trying to knock off the bitterness and make it easy to go to go down. There so you go. yeah, exactly. That's the campaign <laughs> I'm ship. I'm gonna make that Negroni real soft and easy for him. That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, so uh, Lakers, Clippers, uh, who do you like this year? Oh, purple and gold forever. Okay. You think Rob's Kings are going to get three of this year, or, or what do you Sacramento think? Kings. Oh, you'll probably get knocked out first round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably run into Minnesota on, on, on accident, I know. Doesn't matter. I'm in Colorado. My Nuggets are going to win it all. Doesn't matter. Well, we beat, we so. beat the Nuggets. So too. We beat the I Nuggets la- this week, Kochel. I know, know, but the Joker will come when it counts. And the Clippers are the L.A. story this year. They always think they are until they're not. So, again, we want to make sure we plug these. It's Level 8, which is downtown. You'll find it. Spare Room, which is in the Roosevelt, the historic Roosevelt Hotel in the heart of Hollywood. If I'm a tourist in town for one night, which one should get my attention? Which might get you. I'm not trying to get you in trouble, by the way. So you can you no, know, no, no, talk no. them both up. But even if both my owners heard it, they could compete as they always should. So uh, they would know. I'm <laughs> right now. I'm, and now I'm saying, uh, Lev Valet, come visit us with the Houston brothers, Mark and Johnny. They're fantastic owners. They're well known in the city. Not saying that my spare room guys aren't legends themselves, but we go with the trend, and the trend right now is downtown, and it is happening right now. Yeah, and there's really something to L.A for a long time has wanted to have entertainment there in that part of the city because it's yeah. invested with the arena and the theater to try to hold people in L.A. on the weekends. So they don't go to Vegas. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like absolutely. this is a huge step towards that. 
This is humongous. There's a long time coming. This project's been on been on the books for almost three years. Uh, I was I've been on, I got signed on a year ago, and I was just been waiting. I just did like I said. I didn't I didn't believe this could happen. And it's been a good ride so far. I'm happy to be there. I love it. Well, congrats. Thanks for doing this with us. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. Thanks a lot, David. Yeah, appreciate you joining us. Hey, Kachel. So great reminder that particularly in the heart of LA and the heart of Hollywood, people are out to have a good time Yeah, and not think think they're escaping from everything in their in the, in the world of, and including politics, really the both these bars are you know level eight's a concept just sounded amazing. What 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 was your takeaway? Well, yeah, I mean the star of the show is level eight and kind of the concept and how it works. I, I described it as a casino without the gambling. Look, I mean maybe we're in the same headspace having gone through what turned out to be kind of a dud of a primary. Everybody getting all geared up for the DeSantis Trump Haley showdown and it sort of kind of fizzled here. And yet maybe people are just moving on, and particularly in California, where there's really nothing at stake in the presidential campaign because Biden's going to win California in the general, and the primary appears to be mostly over, barring the magic cheeseburger that strikes down Trump. So like we learned that people just don't, their head's not in this. And adding that with the JMart article that I referenced earlier, I think it's right. I think people just, they haven't come to terms with what this campaign is. And of course, we went to the most obvious place to get that reflected back because these people are out to have $22 cocktails and have a lot of fun after hitting up a Lakers game. So David has a lot of energy. Those are great cocktails. You could tell he's obviously a good mixologist. So it's always nice to be joined by someone with talent like that. So Rob, I have a question for you because we had a a listener question from Eric L. who heard on a previous podcast, you bring up the no labels ticket. So I'm going to read you the question. You do what you want with it. One of you mentioned your intent to lend a hand to a no labels ticket. I'll say that's Rob. Uh, Should one develop as much as anyone except MAGA nutters? I'd love an alternative to the Trump Biden reprise. Can you explain how a no labels ticket would serve to avoid the absolute worst outcome, a second Trump presidency? Yeah. So Eric, thanks for the question. And you know, Kachel and I really don't make this podcast about our work. We're trying to introduce people to locations and bartenders and people that have different perspectives. But I did mention this. I am working on a super PAC that will support a no labels ticket if they name one. What is no labels? So no labels is an organization that is petitioning to gain ballot access for an independent third presidential ticket in every state in the country. And they're succeeding at that. And so their intent is that they will award that ballot access to a bipartisan unity ticket is the way that they describe it. I'll be working with a super PAC called New Leaders 2024 to support that ticket. There is a line of messaging out there from institutional Democrats that the media has really swallowed hook, line, and sinker that this just spoils the campaign for Trump that takes more votes from Biden than it would for Trump. I can tell you that is premature analysis. I don't think it's sincere analysis from the institutional Democrats that are perpetuating it and that people should just wait and see how this would work. Our intent will be to win, to set history for the first time since Abraham Lincoln was elected, that there'd be a third party 
candidate elected president of the United States. We think the situation is right for it. This is an unprecedented moment in history with two dreadfully unpopular and aging incumbent presidents, each seeking a second term. So history is not, I don't think, is a good way to compare this. To the nut of Eric's question, though, you know, is this going to spoil things? There is nobody involved in this situation, in this effort, that wants Donald Trump to be president. And if it does start to become a spoiler, I think you would see the, the effort withdrawn. And there is time for that to determine. But given the special counsel of hers report last week, citing the president's lack of memory as to why that he wouldn't be charged with holding those willfully holding those classified documents. We think that the need for this and demand for this is real and it's going to grow. The question will be the quality of the ticket. There's a bar there that must be met and uh, we'll see how that develops in the weeks ahead. Pretty hard to say who it helps and hurts when you don't know who the candidate is, right, Rob? I mean, it just seems a little premature to be wet in the bed about this. Yeah, well, and I can tell you that we do a lot of data modeling, which is predictive modeling is a big part of any political campaign, especially nationally these days. If the top of the ticket is right of center, it absolutely takes a lot of votes away from Trump. And some of this will depend on what state. There's states that Biden might be counting on that this really hurts him. There might be states that Trump's counting on that we think we can win and it could hurt him. So people should, I think, be slow to prejudge this, and I think they should be slow to dismiss it. And I think people that are just dismissing it now out of hand without seeing what the ticket is and how voters would react are being very short-sighted. Well, Rob, that's it for this episode. Thank you for giving Highball Politics a shot, pun intended. And join us soon when we come back, pulling up a bar stool somewhere else across this great country to talk to a bartender about politics, culture, and where this country's headed in 2024. Until then, see you, Koch. Cheers, Rob. Highball Politics is a podcast presentation of Highball Media. Executive producers are David Kochel and me, Rob Stetsman. Our producer is Miranda Perrin. Please send your bartender nominations and any questions to highballpolitics at gmail.com. And find us on social media. We're at Highball Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you were brave enough to make this week's signature cocktail, please remember to tag your pics of this week's with the hashtag Highball Podcast. And if you want to support our show, please subscribe to Highball Politics wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. And please share this episode with your friends. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.